Welcome to an HBO podcast from the HBO Late Night series, Real Time with Bill Maher. Okay. All right, Neil, what do the recent reports that the universe is expanding at a rate 9% faster than we thought mean for life on Earth? Nothing. Right. Okay. <laughs> you mean... I have an appointment <coughs> next Tuesday. I'm safe. <laughs> it, does, it solves no earthly problems, other than to reflect on the fact that our several pounds of gray matter in our brain has the power to even figure that out. When will it mean something? <laughs> like how, many, how many billions no, that, of years? That's a great future? question. We don't know. And we didn't know what studying the atom and molecules in the 1920s would have any effect on our future at all, because you can't even see atoms. 50 years later, it is the foundation of the IT revolution. Knowledge and understanding of the atom, it's quantum physics. So never stand in denial of what something that, whose value to society, we have no clue what it can be, might ultimately become half a century later. Right. Well, Deep, man. I'm just saying. Right. I, I mean, especially about the human body. We don't know shit about that. Right. Or especially the human I, mind. I read recently an article that said, we don't know how much water is appropriate to drink. Really? We don't, we don't know how much fucking water we should drink? <laughs> uh, Nick, is there a, still a place for... <laughs> is there still a place for labor unions in America? Oh, well, absolutely. I mean, you know, look, all, all economics is is how, humans, how human beings decide who gets what and why. And in the absence of a way for ordinary people to have power, uh, a few of us are going to get everything and everybody else is going to get nothing. And labor unions, for all their imperfections, are the only way we have ever found to balance the power of ordinary people and, and, and uh, owners. And uh, so, with, you know, we have to find a way to make it work. Boy, that's coming a long way back. There's, yeah. I mean, the percentage of workers who are in unions now. No, for sure. And there's all like sorts... Seven percent. Yeah, yeah. It's, and there are all ridiculous. sorts of reasons why the labor movement has unwound. And it is certainly true that we're never going to go back to, you know, how it was. So we have a... You know, we have, a big, uh, we have a big bunch of work to do to reimagine how, you know, labor constructs will work in a 21st century economy. You have, the, you have the gig economy, the 1099 economy. We need a whole new labor construct to allow... I mean, what we have to do is find a way to make, make all of the benefits that go into making uh, somebody a middle-class person universal... Portable and prorated. You mean earthwide, yeah. not universal. No, yeah, er, yeah. Okay. earthwide. Yeah, like earthwide. Yeah. I mean, that, that's the thing. I mean, government has a role in strengthening the middle class, right? Absolutely. Our country is as strong as our middle class, and they've been getting screwed for decades. But the problem is, if, if unions, for example, need to also, as they recalibrate, figure out why they fell out of favor in the first place. Yes. You know, what went wrong in the mid 20th century? What went wrong in social democracies in Europe in the 1970s? Because you got to learn from those mistakes. Yeah, yeah. Well, and right. there were a lot of mistakes this, made. This may be ignorant, but isn't it just that the jobs that people have are changing? Like, what, like people in advertising, people in writing, like a lot of the new social media jobs, like there's no unions for that. Right. And I know a lot of young people being taken advantage, like writing news posts for $50 on some of these right. websites. But, but, but there's a reason why there aren't <laughs> unions for that, and that has to do with power. And that has yeah. to do with the ability to organize. Right.
right? I mean, yeah. look, fast food workers don't have unions. Yeah. And, and look, there's no difference between the amount of value a fast food worker creates today and a manufacturing worker did 40 years ago. Yeah. The difference is, the, the reason fast food workers are poor and, and, and the folks working in factories uh, 40 years ago weren't, is power. Right? They had a union to represent sure. them. They don't create less value. The companies aren't smaller. They're not less profitable. It has everything to do with power. Is Amazon unionized? Hell no. Oh. <laughs> do you, have you ever belonged to a union? Have you been a union newspaper? Yeah. No, uh, well, I've, I have companies that have been unionized, but I've never personally been in one. I mean, I think that's part of it. After you busted the unions. A lot of our conversations... No, no. I mean, I've never busted the unions. A lot of our conversations about unions are kind of mythical. I mean, a lot of people who advocate for them have never been participated and wouldn't even imagine their own workplace as being unionized. You're not SAG for this show? That's right. You're not SAG? I don't know if I'm SAG. It's a very complicated problem. Matt, what is the likelihood that an alternative third-party candidate emerges as a real possibility in this election? It's, well, the, at, it's uh, as likely as it, as it has been, certainly since Ralph Nader in 2000. And it's a black swan year in so many different ways. You, you won't lose money by betting against third parties in America. That's always been the rule. But we've never seen unfavorability ratings this high of two major party candidates. People kind of hate them both within their own political tribes, yeah. right? Democrats and Republicans do. And the Libertarian Party, which is the only party that's going to be on all 50 ballots, um, that's not the, one of the major two, they've never pulled this high at this point. They okay. always and pull high do, early, but they'll go down. And they're going to do well later. because they have two Republican former blue state governors who got reelected, right. which is exactly the kind of Republican that the GOP currently has rejected. And, and if they get 15%, they get in the debates. And the duopoly keeps trying to keep out more choices from our elections, and they really better stop getting in that way because the number of independents has doubled in the last 25 years. The party's a flatline. That's people sending a message about dissatisfaction and dysfunction. I think that there's a lesson here that I... <laughs> if you really analyze it, what, uh, if you step back and analyze it, I think Trump is, in fact, the third-party candidate. He, he might, is, he might yeah. be breaking up the Republican Party. Yeah, I mean, exactly. No. Yeah. If, if he's yeah. running as a Republican and hardly any Republican supports him, he's a third-party candidate. Yeah. So he's what happens but, when you rise up looking like you're not you're part of the establishment but you're not and right. then he appeals. Now you have people voting for what would have been a third-party candidate that wouldn't have because they would fear that the third-party candidate wouldn't get yeah, elected. The, 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 That's he kind of Trojan horse the Republican yes. Party. Yeah, I mean, it, which it, Bernie Sanders would love to do in his own way in the Democratic Party. I mean, he, Bernie Sanders is not a Democrat, right? He's he's a legitimate challenge to the existing Democratic Party structure, making the race a hell of a lot more interesting. As a result, it could be that in our hearts we're a four-party country yeah. that's been having two parties. The yeah, whole time. I actually yeah. think the real divisions in politics are not liberal or conservative. I think that's actually and. They used to think this way. It's radicals, reactionaries, and reformers. You get people on the far right, you get people on the far left, and you get people in the center who want evolution, not revolution. I think that's a much saner way to think about our politics. Well, the two kinds of voters. Fall choice. Informed and underinformed. <laughs> <laughs> but that... that two-party system. That's your two-party system. That path lies a lot of liberal condescension. Yeah. Right. To say that the people... And liberals who, who, are often uninformed who, as well. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. They are also getting sure. their wait, wait, wait. from their I, Facebook feed. I didn't attach one word to I one know. party or the I other. I know, I know. He just... At all. I know. But <laughs> no, you, you, did, you did kind of earlier yeah. when you are talking about Trump voters that we need to educate them. That's, if you that's don't like Trump, line. it means you don't like the people voting for Trump. That's, that's all right. I said. And so if you don't like it because you think they should 
think about data differently, then you need to educate but them. But they, they we need to separate out the supporters of Trump and Trump. No, but right. look, the Republican Party has brought this on themselves, sure. right? The, the Republican Party is cracking up because it has been it has been a coalition between two, basically two groups of people, a tiny number of urban economic elites and a giant number of mostly rural uh, uh, social conservatives. Right. And, and what happened over 30 years is that the Republican Party massively over-delivered to that tiny group of urban economic elites sure, right. while, while exactly. exporting the jobs, suppressing the wages, uh, and, and destroying the lives of the 99% of their, of, of their, of their party. Trump turned the and table upside down with his whole absolutely. thing about, free, about going, starting a trade war. No, no, no. But, uh, but, none of them would ever even consider that. That was Exactly. But he called the right. question on, on, on economics. He called the question on economics. And the thing is, is if you, you are part of the 99% of the Republican Party, you have been economically savaged. And the Republican Party that was supposed to deliver all, everything on all these social issues that you care about, whether it's abortion or gay rights or whatever it is, they delivered nothing, nothing, because we won on all those issues, right? But, but to his point, they did it by fooling people. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Joe the Plumber absolutely. was a great example. Joe the Plumber did not have any money, did not have a plumber's license, no. uh, but was very angry at Obama because Obama was fixing but, to raise no, taxes this is one on of the people biggest, who made over yeah, $250,000 a year. One of the biggest con and jobs in his of head, all time. that was where he was going. One right. of the biggest but, con but, jobs but, of all time. And this is also the politics of economic and cultural <laughs> resentment, right? right? And this is the problem when our politics end up being our political identities become end up being very little than the collection of our grievances yeah. and when we start focusing on hating the other guy what we're against rather than what we're for and then you get these massive con jobs pulled by politicians like Donald Trump and other folks who end up trying to stoke anger and fear and resentment in the absence of any positive ideas that's right that way lies but and, and there's this other very the, the reason that economic inequality is so important is that is that look here's the thing prosperity won't eliminate racism but it is one hell of a distraction. Right. It, it, it is one hell of a distraction. Yeah. And when people are feeling like there's a future, when they're doing well, right. when, sure. when, they, when there's hope for their children, they have a lot less energy for hating on uh, people that don't look like them or who are different, different than them. And that is well why we have to, this All is right. why we have to fix this problem. Final question, Neil deGrasse Tyson. <laughs> Oh, no, this guy's going to be a politician. What, <laughs> what is the greatest natural threat to humanity that we can do absolutely nothing about? An asteroid? A supervolcano? <laughs> uh, so, yeah, it would definitely be a supervolcano. Because an asteroid, we have the power yeah. and the knowledge and the engineering wisdom to deflect an asteroid. Bruce Willis, mm -hmm. that thing? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly, yeah, that, exactly way. that way. Yeah, no, 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 no. That's the go up there. No, no. That's that's the that's the let's blow the sucker out of the sky approach. And in America, works every time. In yeah. America, I've said it before. We're really good at blowing stuff up and yes. less good at knowing where the pieces fall right. when we're done. Yeah. So the kinder, gentler solution is: in comes the asteroid, and you deflect it from its intended path, and then it right. misses Earth entirely. It's still there to harm you in another day, but if you have that power, you can just keep doing that, and, and it'll be like a deflection machine. So are we okay. funding that adequately? Well, no, That's... at all, not at all. Just no, 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 the question After is, Zika, the, the we're going to do The that. Earth itself was deflected a little, right? When it was being formed? Uh, well... It's in Cosmos. Yeah, <laughs> no, no. So what you saw was an asteroid that was deflected that would later become the asteroid that took out the dinosaurs. That's what you saw. You mixed up 
yeah, sorry. That's fine. That's fine. It's understandable. It's okay. okay. So, so, but no. It's fine. Oh, now There's a lot of info there. Wait, wait, let me finish it. Now I'm going to get a B. <laughs> so, but, but a super volcano no, no, is, so, is really so we, bad. We have the knowledge and power because we have a space program to solve it, even though there's no funded program to deflect such an asteroid. But we know how intellectually. We have no freaking idea what to do if Earth gurgles up and sends a super volcano. Kiss your ass goodbye. Because it, because all we don't have the power. We don't. We don't. We don't have. And it would just choke us, right? We don't have the power of geoengineering right. to stop a volcano. And it would block out the sun. It would. It would. It would kill us all ten different ways. Have a great week. <laughs> yeah, buddy, have a great week. <laughs> Catch all new episodes of Real Time with Bill Maher every Friday night at ten or watch him anytime on HBO On Demand. For more information, log on to HBO.com.